I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. Uh, I'm Giulio Gallarotti. If you mm. want to be a fucking, if you want to be a tool about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If I introduce myself, I introduce myself. I'm Giulio Gallarotti. It's so fucking annoying. I'm joined by Frankie Flowers over here. Francis, Frankie, Frankie baby. Francis Ellis. Um, what a clunky intro. It's all right. How you doing, buddy? Solid. Feeling good. Feeling good. I really good. am. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Do I look like a guy that you think that you want to like tell secrets to? People love telling me secrets, dude. Oh, really? Like, sort of. And even, like, people... Dude, like, the house the house I used to live in, everybody who worked there would, like, tell me all their secrets or just, like, confide in me about shit. Or, like... Is that, does that... Is that a burden to you? Do you find that to be burdensome? It depends on the day. Like, some days I'm not in the mood and other days it's fine, you know? Like... But that- um, here's my question, right? Let's say that some one person tells you a secret that you think that other, another person needs to know. Oh. Um, but then you're very conflicted. Do you ever get caught in the middle? So this is the thing. I don't think anybody would tell me a secret that I felt that I needed to tell the other person. Involved. But not everyone has that level that's of discretion. True. That's true. Not everyone has the ability to know. I would say that that's a unique enough situation that it, I don't worry about it. Mm. But like, dude, those, like this one guy, would he would come to you, Julio, he goes, uh, you like the when the girl had the tattoo above her butt, Julio, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, "Yeah, I don't like." I guess, dude. And he was like, "Oh, I love that shit, man." <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, like, what the fuck?" Is and that he, a secret? I, so, so no, but like, fine. That's not a. He would tell me secrets. Also, like, he would g- gossip about the other people, but he they would just tell me like things that like you wouldn't feel comfortable telling anybody. Yeah. Like him telling me the things he's into sexually and then like getting excited about it was like, it felt like on secret level. I find that's not a secret. No, level. no, I get what you mean. Yeah. Cause he can't say that to everybody. Right. Right. Like I'm this guy who you can say stuff to. Uh-huh. So maybe secret isn't even the right, but, but they would also tell me secrets or just like these like personal stories. <laughs> Julio. I'm like, dude, what's up? Like, I, I don't know. Just like, like all the time. And then like, I just find myself in these situations where people are telling me shit. And I'm like, do they realize like what, how much they're telling me? Mm-hmm. This isn't even like a humble brag. Like I'm like some guy you can talk to. Like I'm not, I'm not even, I don't think I posture myself as that, mm. but then I find myself getting my, like people's life story, life stories, mm. even just like comics. But I guess comics just do that. I don't know. Whatever. You know what I did for the first time the other day? I haven't done it in a long time. What? I lied. Oh, wow. wow. About what? And to who? Honestly, I don't. Uh, this is sad. I can't even really remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember being like, "That didn't feel great." And oh, good, I haven't done that in a really long time. I I think I had to lie. I think I had to. Oh, it was. I got out of. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, I got out of something. I got out of something really really big and expensive a mistake that i had made do tell and i had to come up with a compelling reason as to why i could no longer do the thing 
It was like a social thing. It's something I've talked about on the podcast, but I have this fear that uh, if they hear me talking about it, they'll know that I had lied. I think I now know what it is, though. By the way, <laughs> I'll, I think I could say it. it I, I got out of that hotel I had booked in Napa. Oh, I thought you were going to say you got out of the wedding photographer lunch. So I'm oh, glad no, that no, we no, clarified. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, the, what do you mean you got out of it? Why you canceled? Correct. Okay, can we get this whole fucking story, please? Francis is hitting me with these updates that is making me feel like we've detached as friends. Like he's giving me these casual updates that I don't know. Well, you're the guy that's, you know, telling everyone about how dudes you know like tattoos on their girls' butts and you're just clearly not the lockbox we thought I'm you were. I'm a breach. You're a sieve. <laughs> What's that? A sieve is a is a, you know, a device that is typically used I think to like sift fine powders and leave sediment at the top oh, right I don't you're know. gonna have to look that up right you see it with people use a sieve to like make a make flour or powdered sugar more fine than it oh, is Oh, okay i know exactly what but another is. reason to use it would be if let's say that you um <laughs> went panning for gold yeah you use the thing and it would yeah you go yeah. like that and it would leave the gold on the top it, and everything it. else would shake through i think that's right Ryan something is like giving that. us a thumbs yeah. up so a sieve can also be used as sort of a with a, a metaphorical meaning to meaning get somebody to who the, lets things through got it got it got it, got it. and you are you are the I sieve yeah <laughs> another another use would be sometimes you call a goalie a sieve Oh, interesting. It, to He's heckle a bad them goalie, if right. they're letting all the shots in. Well, yeah, I am not a sieve. I no. take offense to that. But you can continue. <laughs> you can continue, you can continue the story now. <laughs> no. So you know, I had booked our Napa trip um, and went for the most expensive hotel in, as far as I can tell, the the Western Hemisphere. I, so you didn't cancel the trip. You just changed hotels. Well, that was the only thing we really had booked. We have one wine tasting booked so far. Okay. But um Wait, but so so you did cancel the trip? I canceled the hotel and okay. I I'm on my way to potentially canceling the trip. Interesting. The trip is not necessarily on anymore. Got it. And the big part of this is that, you know, frankly, I I got home from Miami. I had three checks waiting for me on the counter. I, I've told this story. Yeah. I I direct I deposited all of this money into my account with the mobile app and instantly my account was at a higher number than i'd seen it at in a long long time and i said okay good let's um let's spend as much money as we want you're the fucking big daddy delf yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah well i went and i and i did it and then you know you make you make so many irrational decisions like i need to spend over you know i need to hit my six months spending minimum on my new credit card in order to unlock all these points so this will get me there that have you not already unlocked of course i have many times over yeah yeah you know which by the way we have to make the announcement francis is officially has has used all of his referrals. I've maxed my code bonuses. So so if you want the card, hit me up. Yeah, now. if you want the MX Platinum card, DM <laughs> Julio for his referral code so he can get some bonus points. Thank you to all of you who signed up using my code, dude. That's sick. You, you can use points. For yeah, shit. solid. So anyway, uh, I booked. I was researching this Napa trip, thinking like, man, I you know, 
I deserve a treat. It's my my birthday. I've, I've had a good year, whatever. Got some money, and I booked the most expensive hotel uh, <laughs> on planet Earth, basically I've ever seen. <laughs> and then you know, a month goes by, and we start talking about our honeymoon, and the reality of having to pay for that sets in, and. I also <laughs> my crypto holdings. Oh yeah, it's been a tough couple. Took weeks. a huge tumble, as did my equities holdings, and um, you know, some bills came up and all of this, and I just started panicking. Mm. And I'm looking at this outstanding balance that I'm going to have to pay, so much of which is this friggin' hotel. Yeah, and I'm thinking, God Fuck Almighty. That, yeah. I you know if I could just get out of that, yeah, that would really add a few, a, a couple inches to my my belt loops, you know, yeah, and just yeah. loosen the belt a little. And so I called the American Express hotline, help people hotline or whatever <laughs> the people the the suicide hey, prevention American hotline at American Express. <laughs> And I said, I'm really having a tough time. I've booked this trip. It's an it, it was a non-refundable oh, hotel reservation. Rough. And um, they said, we'll try to deal with this for you. And they said, why are you? <laughs> why are you not able to go on the trip anymore? And I remember taking a breath and being like, I have to lie right now. Yeah, you know, I have to uh, lie. This is the lie. This is the lie. Okay, and I came up with a lie that I I'm not proud of. Wow, because it has a a bad karmic oh no element Someone to died? it. No, okay, but <laughs> that's good. No, nobody died. I don't wish that. Nobody on died, <laughs> but um, it's definitely a thing where if what I, I'm not even going to tell you what the lie was, and I don't mean to be coy, but if somehow that thing that i said were to now happen everyone would be like see i would know 100 percent was the reason was because i had used it as a lie to get out of this hotel booking you seem like a guy who would consider himself too smart to believe in superstition come on julio this is a very specific lie i would I, you tell dude, me that that happens and i then... don't feel that way i i am completely about eerie karma stuff like i that freaks me out even though i don't like fully believe in it i still don't want to like put it out there but yeah. i'm surprised that you believe in it like i feel like if i were to say this you would go julio yeah <laughs> all right yes <laughs> I appreciate that. But does that mean, even if you don't believe it, does that mean that you should still tempt fate? No, because it's just like having anything kind of looming is on, it's just like shitty. I have no interest in poking the, the karma puppet master. Yeah. There's no, <laughs> there's no point in doing because that. I, I hope that he does not have his eye on me. I do not want to catch his eye. Right. Uh, there's no reason to. Right. Right. Um, and so I should not have lied. And, and, and what I realized afterward was that I could have just told the credit card people, I can't go on this trip. I can't tell you why personal reasons, something vague, see what you can do. Do you know what I mean? And they'd be like, I'm sorry, Mr. Ellis, and thank you for being a card member with us for 10 years, but yeah. you're going to have to provide a specific answer. We they, won't be able to. They're not going to push me. Your money. <laughs> they're not going to put. American Express is not in the business of prying 
for personal details about why you can't go to a friggin' Napa hotel anymore. Mm-hmm. But to M- Amex's credit, they called the hotel, explained the situation, and to the hotel's credit, they granted an exception and gave me a full refund. That's great. And I breathed the deepest, the deepest sigh of relief and then instantly booked a very expensive ski trip to Colorado. So I don't understand. Completely, so what, th- that makes no sense then. What, well, where's the sigh of relief coming from? Is it much less expensive? Was it just like more affordable given all the we market turmoil? We had and- determined that we were going to go on the ski trip. And I was more excited for that. It is less expensive. Okay. It's half the price. Okay, cool. And this is, and that's like a social thing too, right? Aren't by, you meeting people there? Yes. By freeing up the, the capital from the hotel in California, I felt like I had enabled right. myself to go on the trip to Colorado. It's like refinancing, like pulling some yes. cash out of the deal. Yeah. You know? I took out a second mortgage on my <laughs> vacation plans. But it is funny. Like when, when things are going well, you, you, for, you, you know, you think they're going to keep going well. You're like, oh, I've invested my money so well. And then a time comes where it doesn't matter what you're invested in, you're getting crushed. As Brent says, escalator, escalator ride up, elevator ride down. <laughs> Insane. The man is just like a walking fortune cookie. I, <laughs> how does he know, have no end to these isms? And dude, he's always been like that since he was like young. young. We've known each other for many years. It's pretty crazy. But uh, I, I feel you on that. It does He's get a walking Snapple cap. <laughs> yeah, but because it's nice to be like, okay, even if I have a slow month or something, like I can breathe easy because I've made so much money in the market that I'm cool to like take some out if I need to. But then when it shits down, you don't want to touch it. So it, then it's like mm-hmm. a little more stressful. Is that how you feel? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I. 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 I'm really not great with money. Um, unfortunately. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Did I tell you this? I don't want to retread already trodden ground. <laughs> but uh, that I can trace my life. I was thinking about this. I can trace my life in, in a series of fads. That I have followed. Oh, interesting. You haven't, no. But this is fun to... I was thinking about this. I, I, can go, I can go through my life from stages of things that I desperately wanted. Interesting. And thought I needed. So when I was very young, you know, uh, loved Star Wars. I, I, I go back to first grade, six years old. Saw Star Wars A New Hope for the first time. Obsessed started buying these Star Wars action figures that they had at um at the the toy store in the Yarmouth Mall. That's um, episode 4? Yeah. Right? I didn't yeah. realize it was called New Hope. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um and 
they were six, $6.99 at the toy store, and I would make a dollar a week for all the chores that I did around the house. Wow. Which, by the way, were like that's hard chores. That's indentured servantry, dude. I would make a dollar a week. So every seven weeks, I could buy a new toy. A new a new action figure, and that's what I would do. In a way that is indentured servantry, like you're working the land for like a a very subtracted wage, so that you one day get to own it, which is literally what was going to happen. Yeah, but I wasn't <laughs> buying the land; I was buying toys. Toys. I was <laughs> right. buying Obi Wan Kenobi figures right. <laughs> with lightsabers that would snap if you so much as breathed on them. That's funny. That's funny. And uh, I was desperate for these, and then somehow that fad ended and beanie babies took over oh i was in, i was obsessed with those too and then i was obsessed with beanie babies and and i was just hunting them and i was you know consumed by my 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 desire to earn the money to buy more beanie babies and find out where they were going to be restocked and you know look i bought one of those value guides that told yes. told you what they were trading for and me too you know Dude, uh, chris bull was this kid in our school that knew all about Beanie Babies? He's like the dark blue peanut. Yeah, dude. yeah, that's the, the rarest yeah, one. Yeah, uh, I used to collect them too. Yeah, I have a yeah. Christmas bear. Yeah. Few, and I've just like given them to relatives. Like, yeah, I still have a huge bag of them in my childhood bedroom. That's so funny. You know, it's just molding. Okay, but you're a kid in all these situations, so like that is not something. All right, so fast forward. We're well, you know, bear with me. This is a long. <laughs> I'm not trying. To, to this so is much. a long journey of consumer greed and unnecessary infatuation with products. So we moved from Beanie Babies to basketball cards. In six, in fifth and sixth grade, I got really into uh, the NBA and was obsessed with Michael Jordan, as many kids were. And I was buying, you know, replica jerseys and uh, pack after pack after pack of Topps 1998 uh, basketball cards, hunting for, you know, insert cards and stuff like that. And then I got into Pokemon cards. Really? Yep. Just for a short minute. But again, I'm following trends. It yeah, was yeah. always uh, wanting to do what all I saw other people doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, in high school, probably some clothes, I would say. Mm-hmm. CDs, I really liked. Whatever. I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Those are pretty generic. I, I, I'm not going to say. Yeah, but CDs also like there's val- like you actually there's utility. True, true. So then let's jump now. Let's jump now to um, sneakers. Sneakers. Great. Perfect. Yeah. Obsessed. I became obsessed with buying sneakers. I had like 35 pairs of sneakers at one point. I had so many. Do you remember when you guys saw my old sneaker yeah. collection? Yeah. I just kept getting them. Kept getting them. I had an amazing hookup. And I thought because I had this way in that I had to, that I had an edge somehow and that I needed to fulfill this itch and got over that. Fortunately, was able to sell a few, you know, claw my way back. (laughs) Now it's watches. Now it's watches. Now my whole Instagram, Instagram feed is populated with, with watches, watch accounts. I'm looking up watches on eBay, thinking about what I can get, you know, when can I get my next one? (laughs) <laughs> all that stuff and 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 crypto too i mean i would i would put crypto into this as a as a fad that i'm yeah. following and it's just like when will i ever determine what i want for myself independent of what other people want or are making me think is cool 
in that I should have? Mm-hmm. What 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 am I doing? When can I find my own footing about what makes me happy? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's a couple things here. It's like okay, getting fun, like having a new fun thing to collect is fun. But like then one would also ask: Is it like? Is that a thing? Like, is it more valuable to try to find some like inner happiness because getting stuff can't make you happy? Or is that not relevant here? Like you have inner happiness and therefore it's okay to like also collect stuff. And like, who cares if it's the popular thing? It's a popular thing for a reason. It doesn't like make you a follower per se. You know what I mean? Mm, it's a that's, a, that's a, that's a nice thought and I'm with you. However, I, I look at the things that I've chosen and they were they were such obvious choices. They were such the trending thing. So dude, I, I to be honest, besides Star Wars and uh watches, I have been obsessed with every single thing you listed too. And like maybe you were more obsessed than I was. Like maybe I didn't quite have as many sneakers as you in two thousand and six. Did I spend four hundred and fifty dollars on a pair of patent leather bathing apes that then cracked at the seams a week later. Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Blue. Yeah. They are uh, black and green planet of the apes, bapes. And they were like pieces of garbage. Were those the, uh, the NMDs, the Adidas ones? No. Oh, I don't think so I don't know if it was like some rare thing. So anyway, maybe I wasn't in as deep as you, but like, you know, everybody. Yeah. And so if you think maybe you have like an unhealthy, like you take it to the next level with all this stuff, you know, maybe this may, that makes this a valuable conversation, but like I too is obsessed with beauty babies. I had the guide. I was obsessed with basketball cards, sneakers too. It sounds like you had more than me, but like whatever. Uh, and then I like crypto too. Like who cares? You know what I mean? It's not necessarily bad. Well, I guess what I would love to do is to find something that truly makes me happy that I discovered myself that other people don't like, or maybe don't even right. think are is cool. And I just don't care because it makes me happy. Right, right, right. I'd yeah. love to find that so that I can have one thing where I'm like, that is a self-determined joy. That is a self-determined passion, hobby, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, I start collecting tulip bulbs, right, right. growing rare flowers. or I, I don't know what it would be. Something so, that- Dude, I have, a, I have a, an exercise for you that I recommend. So like one night after you have a party, find a, an, an empty glass with some leftover lime in it, pour yourself some like room temperature tequila and go on my YouTube liked videos and watch them all for until the sun comes up. You will have officially taken on a hobby that no one else likes. And there'll be some bangers. Someone else likes doing that. (laughs) I feel like that's one. I see the footsteps in front of me. That's That's what I prescribe. Seven Carol G music videos in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I did bring this up, by the way, to my therapist. Okay. And uh, I said, you know, I think part of the problem is that I am surrounded by people in my life who have the financial means to pursue these hobbies with, with no you know, with no fear that it's it's going to impact their life financially. It's not like they're sacrificing on rent or anything to buy. But are you? Not really, but I certainly, I mean, let's put it this way, like that hotel situation, I did not need to stay at the number one nicest hotel in Napa. Mm-hmm. I could have stayed at the 12th nicest hotel 
for a third of the price. Mm-hmm. And if I had never known that there was a nicer hotel, I would have thought it was the sickest trip we'd ever been on. So the pr- the problem sounds like to me that you feel bad that you can't stay at the best hotel. There is the issue to me. What's wrong with having a nice treat? You know what I mean? But like, you shouldn't feel like, oh, I wish I could easily afford the best one. Well, what I've said before is that it um it gives me peace of mind when I when I've do the best thing. Done the best thing. Mm-hmm. And that's sick to me. I agree, it's sick. Uh because the the fear of missing I have FOMO of I have luxury FOMO, I would say. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you want to have the best like experience something about knowing it is the best makes me think i'm enjoying it more which is a total fallacy yeah yeah um but my therapist said the way to combat this is to go do an experience or do a trip or whatever it is where you don't do the nicest thing and you don't stay in the nicest places and you don't eat at the best restaurants quick quick aside perfect example the night we were out with our ladies mm-hmm. on the double date. Yes. We were struggling to find a restaurant to go to. Yeah. Right. Now, there were hundreds of restaurants that we could have gone to. Mm-hmm. Hundreds right. in New York City. That would have been fantastic. We would have had a fantastic time. Yeah. But we kept insisting on on limiting our search criteria to these restaurants that we know that have name recognition, you know, the places that we are desperate to go to that everyone likes to go to and of course those are the hardest ones to get into mm-hmm. and we kept walking around striking out of these places and being like man it's impossible to get a reservation in new york city to, well, what's crazy uh, no it's not yeah go to the place next door and it'll be fine th- that is you know still a new york city restaurant that's great yeah and we would have enjoyed it so much yeah, I felt like a little out of my league and during that conversation cuz you guys like knew like I don't ha- I don't own that like knowledge of the best restaurants. No, I, why? I, I and I've been to some and they're amazing every time, you know what I mean? I'm not going to act like I don't like doing that. Of course I do. Um but like you guys were like, "Oh, this place, that place, this place." And I'd heard of some of them and some of them I hadn't heard of. But full disclosure, I was like trying to like act like I knew about stuff and I like did it. As much as I, I was giving off. I have the, I have the most <laughs> I was trying, though. basic bitch knowledge. Uh, the names I'm throwing out, I'm throwing out because I've no, heard dude, them but... on, you know, Sex in the City or like fucking Gossip Girl or something. I wasn't sneak dissing you there, dude. I'm like... You sneaked diss. I was not sneak dissing. <laughs> I wasn't. I, I've that, never heard that term. <laughs> and the sneak diss is like when you're like secretly shitting on somebody without... Yeah. while making it seem like you're not mm-hmm. like that could have come off as me saying huh, well i don't even think about this stuff so you guys were talking about restaurants that i didn't even know like i sincerely was trying to keep up with the conversation i also happen to like nice restaurants and dude everybody has their thing that they like so like it's okay to like if you want to go get a good meal like i was very down for that i was excited to like see you get excited about food because when you like food a lot it makes me excited about it so you're like this is awesome like, that is awesome yeah but dude I just feel like a sheep because the everybody has their thing that they like. All the things that I like are the things that other people like. <laughs> Our buddy Ryan, Ryan is the listener of the pod and great guy. He and his girl Paige, wonderful people. Um, Ryan made this point, you know, he said something like, uh, truly rich people do not 
feel the need to buy things that show how rich they are. It's very true. Um, in fact, they they kind of go the opposite way. Warren Buffett looks lives his life as though he's a friggin' you know door to door insurance salesman. Right. Um, you just meet that guy on the street, you think maybe he's a high school principal, but you don't think he's one of the richest men on earth. And you only need to flex when you don't got it like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you're in the middle somewhere yeah. and you're desperately trying to, to be accepted off. by the people ahead of you. Yeah. Um, and I, I find that I, uh, I, I don't know what it is. I just think that I'm like determining my desires based on what the crowd wants. I, I, I find it interesting. One thing I like about this about you is like, it's very uncommon for a comedian to like have this problem. Which <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, it's says, not a comedy problem. It's my it's my Ivy League friends problem. Right, but it's it like every comedian like their biggest problems are typically comedy problems regardless of the other shit in their life. Like there's plenty of comedians who are like who who are are tapped into all of this kind of stuff. But like that isn't like their first concern. So like see you have like normal New York person concerns that aren't tied to comedy is like a nice thing, I think. Well, I'm happy to be that foil for you. Guys, we have a book recommendation for you. I know you ask us for these a lot, Francis, more often. Yeah, uh, but you, you've got a good one here. You found this. You recommended this to me. I have been reading it, and I'm thoroughly enjoying thoroughly it. Thoroughly enjoying it. It's called Thanks for the Ride, a comedic book of short stories. Yeah, by our boy Carlos Osuna. Young uh, author out of Texas. Yep. San Antonio. Uh, San Antonio, baby. And it, honestly, it's like a funny combination of sort of funny thoughts and short stories. Uh, a lot of like one-off stories about different characters. Like for example, like the life of a cockroach. And then there's like one story where he's drinking Bud Lights in a bar with God. Mm. It's it's pretty funny. It's, it's, it's really good stuff. And there's even some kind of like heartwarming, heart-wrenching father-son drama stories, like kind of runs the gamut of different uh, kind of short story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's just great uh sort of anecdotes and um I don't even what's the, what like the fables but like what whatever no yeah. it's it's only 92 pages. It's short stories. They're amazing. The writing, the prose is very good. I like this book a lot and uh we highly recommend it. We yeah. highly recommend it. So Pick our, it up on Amazon, right? Yeah, you can get it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um uh those links are in his bio on his Instagram, which are at Carlos Osuna BMT. That's C A R L O S. If you can't spell Carlos, I gotta be honest, guys. You got problems. Yeah. (laughs) Carlos, C A R L O S, uh, O S U N A B M T. That is his Instagram. Yeah. And Uh, again, the book is Thanks for the Ride, a comedic book of short stories. Good stuff. Um, but but listen, what, the, to end what my therapist said is she said, go do something, uh, that is not the fanciest. Go, go fly. You know, by the way, I always I don't give a shit about flying fancy. I, I I fly coach middle seat. I don't really care. In fact, did I tell you that I've come to enjoy the middle seat? What a little bit. I hate the middle. I seat. flew in the middle seat recently, and here's the big silver lining to flying in the middle seat: when you land, you can e you can text eavesdrop. You can watch them. You can watch the people on your left and the person on your right start. The first thing everybody does the second the plane wheels touch the ground is they pull out their phone, they turn off airplane mode, and they start texting. And you can watch both your seat partners and read their conversations. I'm sorry to be nosy, but watching people text is one of my favorite things in the entire world. You can learn so 
much about a person based on how they text. <laughs> I watched this girl. She was like composing a message to a group chat. And by the way, if she started to text like personal details, I would have had the decency to look away. I promise. I promise. I'm not a monster. But this was just a, a meaningless conversation. Like, where should we go to dinner tonight? Where are we meeting? And she's like, just landed. And she started responding with like, I don't know. I'm down for whatever. Right. But she didn't like the wording of that. So then she went back and deleted the whole thing. <laughs> and then she went and she wrote it again. Like, uh, I'm cool. Whatever you guys want. But she didn't like. Then she stopped herself. And watching this, That's watching fun. someone's mind kind of tr tr do the mental gymnastics of like, how do I want to word the most basic text <laughs> was fun to watch. <laughs> fun to watch so much so that I didn't even pick up my own phone. I was like, I got a show unfolding right here on my right. Oh my God. Guy on my left, he's texting his son. Did you put, uh, did you order drinks on the hotel room last <laughs> night? This is when we were coming back from Miami. And because uh, he had like a big room charge. And he and his son was like, no. And he's like, well, somebody did. So he's like mad at his son. And I'm I'm watching this and I'm like, man, there's so much going on here. And I'm loving it. It's very intimate. That is fun. That's fun. Very intimate to eaves to text eavesdrop. It's a fun eaves exercise. Text drop, whatever it is. Um, but anyway, the point is, and I'm going in all kinds of directions right now. Uh, I have no problem flying, coach. Obviously, whatever. Mm. Fine. Um, I don't mind either. I'm a little uncomfortable. It's obviously less comfortable, but I don't give a shit. I'm not going to pay 5X or 4X more to have more legroom in first class or some bullshit. Um, then, my, my so my therapist was like, why don't you go do a trip where you don't stay in the nicest hotel, you don't go to the fanciest place, you don't stay at, eat at the nicest meals, and realize you're still having a great time. In fact, some of my best times, this was her, she was like, some of my best experiences have been at those less top tier things because you meet more interesting people. And you're like, well, you don't know what you're missing out on. The the duck fritters <laughs> at Jean-Georges. <laughs> but you but you do. You meet you meet more interesting people. You meet I think you you have a, a diversity of experience. And Julio, this speaks to your ethos on traveling. You're not traveling to I'm in Yara and five star resorts. You're going for the sake of experience. You don't need, you know yourself well enough to know you don't need to stay in the fanciest places. That's true. I also, you know, I, right. So, but this is the other thing. Like, there's a time where there's a trip where I would like to stay in a fancier place and then other trips where I don't care. You know I mean, like, when we went to Greece, we stayed in like a really fancy hotel. Right. And that was great. But like, I definitely don't need to do it everywhere I go, I guess. But like then that then that begs the question. It's like, are the places that don't offer that experience worth going to? I say definitely, and you are undecided. Well, dude, yeah. listen. I think like you. I don't feel like you need to be so feel so guilty about all this. Like, fuck it, dude. Lean into it. You're a fancy. You're a fucking fancy ass bitch, dude. Enjoy that. Yeah, shit. but I but I haven't be the always queen been. That you are. I haven't always been, and I don't know when I made the turn. Mm -hmm. I don't know when I made the turn of you know, of thinking that every time I travel or do something, I need to have, right. I, I have to at least look at what the nicest version of that is. And so to your point before though, you maybe fear that it's like the people who you're in the mix with, if they're all doing that, then you're more likely to value that. And you're, uh, yeah, my yeah. crowd and my friends have sort of reset what, what I Set understand to be the the standard of experience. Right. They the bar is extremely high. 
And I'm not even like talking about trips that I go on with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm fortunately, I'm very lucky in that Sierra is not like this, right. where yeah. she does not insist that we stay at the nicest places or go to the nicest restaurants or anything like that. Um, it's me. This is a me problem. Okay, but dude, okay, I have I have heard her say that she like that you guys really like going out for a nice meal. We do. What is wrong with that? No, nothing. It's just that. Why do I like? Why do I feel like if one of the eight restaurants that I know, or all if all of the eight restaurants that I know are booked, that somehow you now there's nowhere else to eat that would make us happy. Like we're striking out, boy. Mm. Well, okay, so okay in that situation. It's time to like pull out the fucking research, right? Find another fucking six spot because there are an endless number of them. If you look hard, if you look looking at long enough, right? Yeah. So say there's eight places. There's definitely four more that you could check. That's one thing you could do. But dude, I know that you eat at home most of the week. It's the time for the weekend. You guys want to go out for a nice dinner and go into one of the best places. You guys are who cares? It's, there's nothing wrong with being a foodie. Listen. I un- I understand the nature of what you're saying. But like, I don't feel that there's something wrong with you because of it. I, I appreciate that. For the record, everyone listening at home, I am firmly aware that this is a very entitled and privileged point of view from which I'm speaking. I get that. I sound, I probably sound terrible right now. And I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry for that. But I'm trying to walk myself back away from the display case of shit that I think I want or need. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a way to reset. Dude, you should go on like a Buddhist retreat or something. A minimalist retreat. The Jean Quan. Then you can still eat the good food. Have you ever watched that? That's the best chef's table episode. The Jean Quan episode. She's not even a chef. She just cooks for the people at the monastery or whatever it's called. Mm. Is it a monastery? Uh, and it's fucking dope. And you'd be able to eat the best food. And like, what's that guy's name? The Le Bernardin chef. Daniel Balud? No. I don't even know. See, here I am fucking trying to fucking flex. Yeah. I forget the guy's name. He's some famous chef, but he's like, she's the best chef I have ever seen. Wow. Um, but whatever. Like, but dude, I think that that the, a kind of like minimalist I think experience you're right. would help you. I think I think I need to do a a, a thing where I go. I think I could use a a, a a a trip by myself. That's something that sucks. I want to go do something that sucks. <laughs> And then realize, like, I got through that. I learned a lot. That was fine. That was fine. I slept on a cot, and I, I, I ate bone broth, (laughs) and you know, scrubbed the toilets in order to stay there. Yeah, I like that. I guess I basically just a barter. I I need to go stay. I need to. I need to go to prison. Really, (laughs) I need to be imprisoned. Yeah, you need someone to like put a gun to your head and then like not do anything to you. And then you'll just really appreciate life. <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene in um, there's a scene in uh, Bad Santa. Have you seen that's that a, movie? F- a great movie? I don't remember what happened, but I remember thinking it was great. There's a scene there where you know Billy Bob Thornton basically undergoes a character transformation, where thanks to that kid and the girl he's dating he becomes a more enlightened human being because he's a total piece of shit criminal uh, through through the first act of the movie um 
and the in the towards the end he and that uh his accomplice the dwarf mm-hmm. are robbing the department store <laughs> and the dwarf has all those has a list of shit that his wife has put down and it's all nonsense just consumer goods mm-hmm. and um Billy Bob Thornton, I mean, it's kind of like the come to Jesus moment where he looks at him imploringly and says, do you really need all that shit? And I've never forgotten the sort of sincerity with which he delivered that line as this moment, this moment of clarity of him, you know, saying like, no, we don't need this. Why are we doing this? We don't need all this. And I look around my home. And I'm like, we don't need this shit. We don't need so much of this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And does it even make me happy? And then I lead myself to this this big fear I have, which is that, you know, the more stuff you acquire, the less things you value. Well, dude, it's like a, it, you're chasing the dragon with that stuff. You know what I mean? You're only as happy as the last cool new thing you got. So it's like, yeah. you know. If you keep getting stuff, I mean, I don't know. What was the last? What was the last thing you bought yourself that made you really happy for a long time? Can you think of that? Whether it's an article of clothing, I mean, it, it's uh, probably like my computer. Does that even count? Is that like a necessity? My laptop that I bought myself last year. I think that's a good answer. Yeah, because because had you been. How long, like, did, were you were you using a busted up laptop for a while? Yeah. And then you finally said, enough is enough. I can afford this. I'm going to buy a new computer. It was a little bit more for a specific utility. I was like, I need to edit, and I, this other computer can't handle it. And then you did that, and editing became so much easier. Like, yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah. That's a great answer. I don't answer. know if that counts. Like, Like, maybe the question should be, What's the last thing you bought that you didn't need you didn't for your need. job? You didn't need, yeah. Maybe like I love, like, dude, I somebody bought me an Apple Watch for Christmas, uh, and it it broke one day. Like I was actually at this place, uh, Bath House in Brooklyn, nice Schwitz yeah. situation, Schwitzuation, <laughs> uh, and the watch fell out of the locker and it landed perfectly on the ground and shattered. Ooh! And I immediately went to the Apple Store and bought a new one. And yeah. that, so that item, this is an item that I do not need that brings me joy. And it, it does bring you joy. The, the Apple Watch brings me have joy. Have you seen the ad they have, by the way? No, is it cool? Oh my God. It's the ad of, I see it before YouTube videos where it's, it's just a 911 call. There's, there's, there's way, it's an overhead drone shot of waves crashing. And it's a 911 call where a guy goes, I'm, I'm paddling. I'm in a rip current. I, I can't, I can't get in I'm, I'm i'm being pushed out to see i don't know what to do and they go okay we'll send a, an air rescue right now and then it's like he made the call from his apple watch yeah. i've seen the one where the person like collapses when they're jogging and it, it automatically yeah it is cool and you're like holy shit it is cool you need to buy one of those they're cool dude i don't want it it's 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 a little dorky. Like, I don't want it because I don't. I want less access to. Oh yeah, yeah. What my phone is doing. Yeah, so. it's it, you have to like put it on DND or you'll like get all your notifications. Yeah, but dude, it has a very like dad like gadgety sort of 
uh, identity. Like dads love them. Yeah. So it's definitely a boomery thing about me that I like it. It's cool. But I do like it. Interesting. What do you, I mean, what about for you? Do you have like a? I mean, my chair. I love my chair. I've loved it since the day I got it. I've every time I sit in it, it makes me instantly happier. I never don't notice how comfortable it is. It doesn't wear off on me. Uh, that and seeing it and just I'm I'm really appreciative of my chair. Uh, no, it's great, dude. And I think a good a good lesson here is: do these things that one love provide utility to their life? And do they make do they make you happy over time? The chair, the answer is yes. I would argue spending all your money on a fucking sick hotel is worth it. Always, you'll make more money. And what are you going to do with all those savings? You're going to give it to your fucking kids who don't deserve it when you die. No, <laughs> no, I don't think that's what I'm going to do. It's a good question. You know, I'm all for fucking spending it and figuring it out. It might not be responsible. Uh-huh. Uh, and I I'm, don't live my life like that. Just now as more people sort of become, it becomes important that I do this and that. But like still like I'm all for fucking let's just let it rip and figure it out. Uh-huh. Um, it does beg the question, though. What What would we do with our money if we didn't buy dumb, if we didn't chase fads? Where would that money be going? Yeah. So I think now I I feel that I am over fad spending. I used to be really bad about it. I used to like in college, I wanted to buy like fancy shit or like and in high school, I spent all my money on DVDs. I no longer like to collect items because they just take up fucking space. Yeah. So I, I'm over that. And I don't know if it's going to get replaced with something. You might argue that like crypto or shit is, is just that I, you know, I, it feels maybe a little different, but I also don't know. Um, and I don't know. No, if it's I, I, I kind of agree with you. I think, I think with crypto, your your hope is to make more money. Right. There's hope involved. There's hope that you're 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 somehow making a decision to make more money as opposed to a good where you know, for me if I buy a good occasionally I'll have the thought of, well, this will maybe appreciate in value and I could sell it someday for more. That's what you should fucking harp on. Yeah, but but watch that's... people love to say that and why not? Yeah, I mean, I know, I know how specious of an argument that is coming from me because I'm probably not going to sell it. Mm-hmm. That is just a a, a cop out for my own right, conscience. Right, right, right. Um, oh, keep going. Sorry, but no, it's okay. I think, dude, I think this like I'm going to go do something sick. I think that's how I've replaced my need for experiences are invaluable. It, it it has replaced my need to get things. So in in some way, it's just my new obsession, and it's no different than collecting sneakers. Yeah, yeah, dude. I I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm so agreed. I, I have I told you I've told you that I have this urgency now of filling my life with experiences because I it has become apparent oh, to me that we may kids around the way. Yeah, yeah. And I say this so much to Sierra that she is now concerned uh, by what she thinks having children gonna do to will you. do to me. <laughs> because she thinks that I think it's going to be a a, a jail sentence. Mm-hmm. So the thing that always makes me feel better is that it's a temporary jail sentence. 
Like for at least like eventually they get old enough that they can like it's not like a they're easier than a dog correct. eventually correct except for you like care about it the more if they die <laughs> you're more sad if they die so yeah. it makes the stakes higher but do, no it's true like but uh you know those first couple of years you're probably gonna have to be omnipresent and then after that you know you can start to spice it up again yeah I don't know dude I do th- I do think about that a bit though. <laughs> dude uh hill dog's been making a bunch of of coffee these days uh it's because she's been waking up earlier than me and then she will make enough coffee for both of us and i will wake up yawn and smell the fresh beans being brewed and it's oh. a wonderful thing because you know that she is making the oops blend from brooklyn roasting which Company. probably means that the two of you are about to knock boots listen if she wasn't on the phone if she didn't have an important call happening right after yeah. i might be kind of sort of call snake charming her into the bedroom uh-huh you do, smell those do, beans do. beans roasting you smell that that <laughs> coffee brewing you, you that gets sends a little lead to the pencil <laughs> sends a little lead to the pencil this coffee will get you laid <laughs> said julio gallerati <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn Roasting Company. We love it. We hope you guys do too. Seriously, uh, an amazing product. Our favorite thing we've we've done. Um, <laughs> Promo code Oops Beans. Yeah, go to brooklynroasting.com, get your Oops Beans, get any of their beans, the Mocha so Java. Good. All of their coffees are spectacular and it's worth mixing and matching. A lot of you have been sending in your Instagram stories showing a different variety including the Oops Beans. We recommend that. Go for the go for the range. Oh yeah, and guys, we're going to post our uh Oops Espresso Martini recipe. Spoiler alert, there's no sort of secret sauce in there. It's pretty straightforward, but we will uh, still throw one up there for you if you prefer looking on our Instagram over Googling. That's it. Um, so go check that out. I have a I have a complete left turn scenario Please. if you'd like to go there, if you don't have No, to I don't want to talk anymore. Okay. This scenario happened to people, to a person that I know. Tell me what you think. Okay. She, she went out with a guy. Oh. She liked him. Ooh. They may have gone home together, spent uh-huh. the night, right? <laughs> Knocked boots. Panky to the panky. Next day, he texts her and he's like, hey, this is weird. But I, I'm like pretty sure that I went out with your sister like a year ago. I didn't realize it at the time. I didn't put two and two together, but I went out with your sister. And she's like, did you and my sister like, you know? And he's like, yes, we did. Ooh. And she's Ooh. like, what do I even like? That's all like what like what what do you have to say about that? Me? Yeah. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? I don't know. Like I like you know there's uh, it's 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 obviously like oh but this is real. This is a firsthand situation of a person that I know very well. This isn't like I heard my friend's sister like this is real. Mm-hmm. Um and Wait, did he know? Why did he figure it out later? I think so. I mean, they like went out and like, I, I, I would argue that it's a makeable mistake. Like a lot of these dating apps, you don't see the people's last names. Oh, usually. dating apps. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think he met them both on dating apps. They honestly don't look similar enough. Like there are, there are some obvious similarities, but they don't look similar. Uh-huh. Um, so it's an easy mistake in my opinion. Got it. Um, and maybe he knew, maybe he didn't know, but essentially like she decided it would be too weird to continue. Um, and I wonder, Mm. there's a couple of things that come into play because the, you know, say you start going out with this guy, this guy banged you and your sister. That's insane. First of all, (laughs) 
right? Like that's like a Hall of Fame move. Like if you're thinking about like he didn't even mean he didn't mean to, you know? It's an insane thing that like that you don't hear about very often, right? And no one's holding it against the guy. No one's holding it against him. But like th- there's important things that come into play. Like if you continue to see this guy and it works out, like that's fucked up. Like in a way, like it'll make your sister feel bad about herself. She's like, oh maybe I and granted she now has her own guy. It shouldn't matter, but like Oh, like I liked this guy, and now he liked my sister more than you know. Ah, uh, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an answer that I feel like is something normally that you would say to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, which is, you know, they had their fun and it didn't work out, but it wasn't necessarily because uh, that he liked he didn't he liked the other sister better. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it was a timing thing, and and it shouldn't matter. Right. right. Okay. That's Each good. person judged on their own individual merits at their own time. Totally. Totally. Something like that. I don't That's know. You say good. that shit way no, better than I do. No, no. You said exactly. Too broken to understand. No, no dude. It. I would say something like that, and you're you're right. That I think that that does that does make sense. What I would say though is the you know having it be your brother or sister potentially takes that to a new level. Where it's like if you banged somebody I was dating, I wouldn't care. But if my brother did, it might just make it a little bit weirder, dude. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, yeah, okay. I mean, oh man, it's it's classic. It uh, has happened in Friday Night Lights with uh, Tim Riggins and his brother. Really, I, I've never watched that show. And Billy, yeah, yeah. it's really good. Oh, really? I heard it's incredible. Oh boy, I need to watch it, buddy. Run, don't walk <laughs> to a marathon of Friday Night Lights. Have Chris, you watched it, Euphoria? By the way, sorry. No, I haven't. I'm curious. I, I think you'd like it. You might get a little like Gen Z nauseated by it, but I think it's like really cool and well done and I'm enjoying it. Okay. I have there. There's an example there that if you start watching, you'll know I don't want to ruin it for you because it is a good twist to the show. Um, so I don't know. I just thought that was a pretty, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Look, trying to think. So say I had a brother, I meet a girl, we hook up, we start dating and I find out that she had hooked up with my brother before. Yeah. Yeah, that'd no, but, be but tough you know, too. So but you haven't even started dating yet. You just had a one like a one night thing that was fun and you'd like to maybe continue, but you find out that your brother had banged her. It'd be tough, unfortunately. Just because I feel like my brother would hold that over me. Right. With a guy. With a with women, I with sisters, I something tells me they're not gonna hold that over. You know, they're they're nice. They'll be more chill about that, it. That's interesting. That, but yeah. Interesting. That's my instinct. So she was sort of like toying with the idea of continuing, but then was like, it's too weird. Right. And like everybody in the room was like, it's too fucking weird. That that was like the overwhelming, but, but they're not sort of like deep thinkers like you and I, Francis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were unable to come to the, I don't know, whatever. They're not. (laughs) They're not enlightened. I just thought it was like an interesting scenario. Yeah. It was almost like an email scenario. Yeah. Guys, as uh, you know, sober January kind of comes to an end. It's important to remember that maintaining a healthy lifestyle in general is the only way that you're going to stay happy with whatever your goals are. If you're a sober January person, you know, I, I find that no- what normally happens when you're doing a sober January situation is it just turns into s- your life is now different. Like if you do something long enough, you just develop new habits and it's fucked up how long it takes to develop them. <laughs> but if you want to build good habits, a great product to do that with is Magic Spoon Magic Cereal. Magic Spoon, the spoon. <laughs> Healthy and delicious cereal. Uh, tastes like the stuff you were eating as a kid. 
uh, but healthy enough for an adult. Guilt-free, soy-free, gluten-free. <laughs> I love that you included guilt in there. It's no guilt. It should be. That yeah. should be on the list, Magic yeah. Spoon. Keto-friendly, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories per serving. Julio. And you can build your own box. <laughs> How many flavors? What are the, what are some of the flavors you could get? I'll Magic tell you. Oh, I'll tell you. Cocoa, yeah. fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream. I'm not here. Oh, there it is. That's the one I was looking for. Yeah. And I just found out one of my ex-girlfriends works there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Magic Spoon. Okay. Well, small world. Okay. Guys, anyway, <laughs> go to magicspoon.com slash oops to grab a custom bundle of cereal and start your new year off right. And be sure to use our promo code oops at checkout. Save five bucks off your order. Magic Spoon is so goddamn confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. That means if you ain't smiling, you're getting your money back. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was hoping to make a rhyme there, but it didn't work out. Uh, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal. Magicspoon.com slash oops. Use the code oops. Save $5 off. Um, dude, speaking of which, this isn't an email, but I, I like did something weird yesterday. So my friend hosted this event for, he's in like some Columbia master's program and he hosted a ping pong event and he's like, dude, come. He's like, some of these guys are pretty good. Like come to the event. I'm like, okay, cool. And I sort of had been editing all day and I kind of just like threw on whatever I was wearing these sort of like blue pants. He's like blue fucking, <laughs> he's like. Lululemon kind of knock off blue pants, right? And I throw on like my winter coat, which is blue as well. So I'm just in this blue fucking suit. I just look like an idiot. And I put on my tennis shoes because I want to like go and fucking play and win, right? I'm like trying to get W's here. And I show up to this thing and it's sort of like this master's program event. And like, yes, I whooped everyone's ass, but like it wasn't as cool because I just showed up too ready to play ping pong. I just was like a loser <laughs> standing there in my like tennis shoes. I'm kind of like holding my paddle waiting for the next game. And like, mm-hmm. it goes from being impressive to being like, dude, that like ping pong rain man was like a fucking tool, dude. And I started to feel really self-conscious. <laughs> you got to have balance in a situation like that. Well, here's my question. When new opponents would come up to you, did you maintain the same level of intensity and and sort of ability against each person person or would you bring would you sort of moderate your level based on the ability of your opponent so what i would do in a situation like that where like nobody can beat me um well my one friend can't he can theoretically beat me if he like has a good day but like probably not so what i'll do in those situations i play in a way that makes it fun for me but that still looks like that's my strategy but mm. they just don't know that i can actually play a different kind of strategy if i need to yeah smart so it doesn't it doesn't look like I'm being too intense, actually. It just looks like I'm getting everything back, and like blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. So it doesn't, my style isn't douchey, but I just look like a douche. And I'm also beating everybody. Uh-huh. So now I'm like, <laughs> and I like don't know anyone. I'm just like, this is a random fucking guy. I don't know, dude. I, just, yeah. I felt really self-conscious. And I, I, I didn't enjoy the victories. <laughs> I was like 10 and 0. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you on this one. <laughs> I don't know what to say to you on this one. I mean, I think the simple answer is try less hard at an event like that. I need, yeah. Like if I was going to go, I was like, I haven't like really done anything active today. Like I can just kind of play a style that will make me move around a lot. I'll sweat. It'll feel good. I want to go do this. Mm -hmm. And I show up to this networking event 
dressed in athletic clothes <laughs> like an idiot, wearing very loud tennis shoes that I bought off the clearance rack on tenniswarehouse.com that are like pink and blue and like, I don't know, dude. It was a bad look. I think next time, like, I should have worn like casual sneakers at least. Yeah, that would be helpful. That would be. Um, I got a question for you. What is the thing in your life right now where if you can think of it, it that is is pure fun to you? Drinking Negronis. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Is that your you you got a Negroni kick right I'm now? I'm on a Negroni kick right now and I haven't have to learn how to make them. I haven't been drinking that much. But I've been trying to like have a healthier relationship with wanting to have a lot of fun when I drink and not over drinking in terms of like volume or blowback on my next day or the surrounding days. So like I'm trying to relegate like a night of giving myself a night of drinking and see if I can kind of maintain a healthy lifestyle around it. Mm. So tonight is supposed to be my night. It's supposed to be my Negroni night. This is a really good step you've taken. There was an article I read about intentional drinking that would really struck a chord with me. Uh, did I tell you about this? No. Where they talked about um, <laughs> Chris. What, Chris? <laughs> I'm not even laughing at that. I just, I'm laughing to myself because whenever I'm like hungover, I just text Julio and I just never forget. He's just like, he's just like, I fucking love drinking, dude. Drinking is fun. <laughs> it's the best. And it's, he's so it's my right. favorite thing. I love <laughs> it. And so to the point, right. dude, I've been harping on this and Hillary's like, do you have a problem? I'm like, you've been dating me for years. You know I don't have a problem. Like, I have a healthy relationship with alcohol. I just, like, have also, like, goals and things that are important to me. And it's hard to balance them with a regular drinking schedule. <laughs> it's so much fun. I love it. I love boozing, kid. <laughs> I don't think I don't have any problem with that. Okay, so but here's here's something <laughs> interesting. So you know, this article talks about how um, the, they have this term about all these it's sober curious people, uh, you know, yeah. drinkers who aren't necessarily worried about how much they drink, but wonder if you know what would life be like if I drank a little less, whatever. And um, I, I'm a little bit in that camp, not from like a high-minded point of view. I, I don't think I don't think I drink too much, or that it's even bad for my health necessarily. But um, I do think that what one thing this article pointed out is how you know to to be a little more intentional about the drinks you choose. So like you're at a, co- a company holiday party or something, and you go get your second or third kind of barely cold. Corona, right? Because you're there and you don't know what else to do, right? And it's like, do you really want that beer, right? Right, right. right. Compare that beer to Friday, your workday ends. You go into the fridge, you go into your freezer, you get a frosted mug that you've been right. frosting, and you pour your beer so there's not too much foam, nice and slow. A beer of your fit, your favorite beer great ipa from a local brewery and you drink that slowly from your chair think about the the gulf in enjoyment and intention between that friday beer and the third corona at the wedding or whatever that's that's a totally different drinking experience same amount of alcohol same amount of volume whatever totally totally and 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 to me it's been more like okay i'd rather have more of those Friday 
beers. Shout out Friday beers. Shout out Friday beers, dude. Um, than those shitty. I'm still here. Like I haven't had a drink in a while. My hands are empty. Whatever. Oh, I need a refill. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. You know? Totally. A hundred percent. And not even that. Like so that hundred. Like the type of drinking, absolutely. But more importantly to me is sort of the the setting. Yeah. It's nice to like plan your fun nights because what like at least what used to happen to me like i would kind of have a night before the actual night and then the actual night would be ruined because i had fun randomly yeah you don't want to completely close yourself off to like uh, organic fun but it's nice to sort of like plan organic fun time if you if and when you can yeah i'm i'm really excited tonight sierra is going out with some work friends and i therefore made plans to see some old buddies that I haven't seen in a while from from my old job. And I haven't seen these guys in a while. And we're all going to meet up for some drinks. And I am ready. Yeah. I am excited. What has your uh, alcohol intake been like this month? Not much. I'm really not drinking much. Mm-hmm. And it's been nice. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of that, too, is that I started taking creatine. Uh, and because like too much alcohol will make it hard to get mass. I don't know. I don't know. Every time I say anything about creatine, I instantly get 15 DMs <laughs> from like muscle builders who are like, that's all bullshit. Those rumors have been dispelled. You need to read this article. This is, which by the way, I appreciate it has given me peace of mind. I'm not that worried about it. The point is I just, I know, I know it, it's a new thing for my body. And in light of that, I don't want to ask too much of my body as I add this new thing. Yeah. So yeah. piling a night of 12 drinks on top of this new supplement that I know is filtered through your kidneys. I don't know. It feels like I'm asking for my kidneys to take on a lot of new responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. So like my, this is my thing, like sober January, I ha- I've been, I've been drinking, but like not much, probably like three or four times in this, this month, which for me is That's like really good. not a lot. It's That's a, excellent. Thank you. But I'm not, I'm not attempting to like be excellent or anything. I'm just, you know, want to set kind of like a healthy precedent i have to i have these tasks that i need to do i'm like let's sort of like be hibernate a little bit and like see what we can do whatever um but it's hard to live that kind of life in the city this yeah. is a city where when it's fucking cold all there is to do is drink mm-hmm. <laughs> like eat and drink and that's it yeah and like you sure you'd be like oh well what about all the like when you live here that's the reality yeah and like la is really nice because having a healthy lifestyle there actually feels good like there's so much fun nice day stuff you can do there yeah when it's just freezing here it's just like dude all i want is macaroni and cheese and the fattest fucking negroni and (laughs) bad bunny on loop that is all i want (laughs) those are that is all that brings me joy Uh um so it's been like a bummer i've had a little bit of a bummer month and then i'm like you know what maybe that's good for me because like not everything needs to always feel good you know what i mean very, very true. Some of the things that feel the best come from sacrificing that instinct to always have to feel good, you know? Yeah. So I'm trying to like enjoy that. I don't know. I got to tell you, man, though, I, you know, this is, um, this for me, not having golf in my life is, is not fun. Yeah. When does it start up? April 1st. Okay. We've got two more months. So are you going to do any golf trips? I mean, it's, you have the ski trip. Are you like a winter golf trip guy? Not really. Is it just if too I go down and see my parents in Florida, I leave my clubs down in Florida. And if I go down and see my folks down there, I, I play with them. Do you have an extra pair or set or whatever? No, I just ship it down there. Oh, cool. They have a great company. I'm not going to say its name. No free ads. But um, <laughs> that does 
ships basically just golf clubs and they it's really cheap that's cool you can ship it from club to club it's easy cool yeah yeah i'd like to play tennis more this year when it gets a warmer yeah it's gone i've gone so long without playing that like i'm gonna like get blisters it's gonna be weird yeah you're a loser i know i'm a loser um but dude you didn't answer sorry i never asked you the question back what is like the thing that is bringing you joy at this moment i really love skiing Mm. i mean for my money there's there's um there's not much that can beat skiing in terms of the sensation of the experience you know you're outside for hours in the winter that's nice that doesn't happen really Mm -hmm. in the winter and you're exercising outside so you're not that cold hopefully i mean unless it's super super cold but if you're skiing hard enough you should be all right you're on the chairlift with no music people people aren't taking their phones out because their hands get cold so for the most part it's uninterrupted conversation catching up with friends in the mountain air which is fresh Mm. and clean there's things to watch. You can watch people ski. You can watch the trees. You can look at the mountain ranges around you. Uh, and at the end of the day, you have that first intentional drink and you fucking earned it. Yeah. Because you've been exercising all day. And it's like, in your opinion, where does it rank as far as like exercise goes? Buddy, I mean, you can make a ski day as hard as you want. We had one day out in Vail where we skied from like nine to three without stopping for lunch. My body was in bad shape. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's like a primo workout. It was too much. It was too much exercise. It was probably like a like a three thousand calorie burning day. It was it was insane. That's crazy. Um and. Yeah, I mean, you know, you just don't you don't need that much exercise. But yeah. a day of skiing beats out a long Peloton ride or gym workout any day of yeah. the week. Interesting. That's yeah. cool. Um, dude, yeah, that sounds like a fucking blast, man. I wish that I was yeah. a skier. Skiing is awesome. It's nice to have that like uninterrupted like dude, I've said it before on the pod, but like sometimes if I'm like have an MRI or something, that like forced Okay, getting used to you to have no other option, it makes you think really well. Yeah. And it's a nice thing, too. That's why I like the spa, dude. Mm. Forced relaxation. Francis, I don't know if you knew this, <laughs> but from head to toe, your body is made up of trillions of cells. I did know that. Which are busy performing their specific functions to keep you healthy and resilient. Yeah, I knew that. This reminds me of like the begin- that tutorial video at Jurassic Park that they get. Our bodies <laughs> are made up of a bunch of cells. Uh, <laughs> to keep up with the work, a sufficient supply of an essential molecule called NAD plus must be maintained for cells to perform their normal functions, which include creating ATP for cellular energy, repairing your cells, and supporting mitochondria. How do I know that? Because they sent me a thing on what to say about mm-hmm, the product. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's You're a good reader. It's all quite fascinating. <laughs> uh, but dude, many common lifestyle factors that, uh, can decrease your cells NAD+, including uh, things that I do too much of, including alcohol consumption, <laughs> <laughs> poor diet, and even environmental factors such as pollution, as I'm walking around the streets in New York. Uh, over six human clinical trials have demonstrated that daily supplementation with NR known as niagen can safely and effectively elevate your NAD plus levels, giving each one of your hardworking cells exactly what it needs to perform your best. And that's where we come in because we have a wonderful product called True Niagen, 
Yeah. That really helps beef up your cells. Good with your cells. And Francis, I've said it once. I've said it again. You should see my cells, dog. I'm going to bring a Petri dish in here with a, with a microscope. They're going to be buzzing. Am I so? When you, when you look in the microscope and see my cells, they're going to be fucking each they're other. They're going to be like a bunch of dogs <laughs> at, a, at a shelter that know they're getting picked up that day. <laughs> They've all found homes. Are my cells are over eager and they're yeah. ready to fucking compete in the Olympic Games. That's it. Uh, but dude, since taking True Niagen, I feel wonderful knowing that this product is researched by top scientists and sci- top scientific institutions around the world. Uh, and I feel good about my cells, dude. Good. I feel like it's, hel- it's helping to potentially uh, support a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, you deserve that. I deserve it. Um, so right now, new customers can save 20% on their first purchase by going to trueniagen.com. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N.com slash oops. Use code oops. Uh, and you can save 20% off your first purchase. True nine, tr- uh, sorry, slash oops, code oops. Uh, and it should support a sort of overall healthier lifestyle for you, helping your cells recover. Go check it out. Um, okay, we got an email here and we'll, then we'll wrap this puppy up. Um, this is from a uh, college listener. It's always nice to know that we, uh, we have a good range of age and a good age range of listeners. Absolutely. You know? Uh, this one's pretty funny. Okay. What's up, Oops the P? Hope all is well and good. Love you guys. Best podcast out there. Yada, yada, yada. Basically, oh. I'm a sophomore at USC right now. We were having a, a wine Wednesday yesterday. Have you ever heard of that, Francis? No. I haven't either, but he explains. Which is basically when everyone from a specific fraternity and a sorority have a massive party on a Wednesday and drink wine. Sounds, sounds lovely. That's not what we did, but okay. <laughs> it's It's a good time. So at Wine Wednesday, in the midst of the chaos, I saw a cute girl standing quietly on the exterior of the, quote, pit. Uh, I needed a break from the action and and went up to go talk to her. We talked for a while, and she was super cool. She was a very calm and genuine person, which is rare for girls at USC. Mm. Eventually, the cops uh, came to shut the place down because the cops hate fun. In the chaos, we kind of just went our separate ways. I figured I'd see her again soon enough. Now, this is all pretty fucking boring, but here's what makes me bring you guys into this. While suffering through hungover class this Thursday morning, I was on Instagram and decided to look her up. It turns out this girl has 1.4 million followers and is a singer or something. What the fuck am I supposed to do now? Give up and never speak to her again? Pretend like I never saw that she's a superior human? Or make fun of her for being famous because who the hell is famous and still goes to college? Pretty random situation. Just hoping you guys might be able to give some insight. That is really cool. (laughs) <laughs> that's really cool um i dig that i like this story listen i cannot express enough the importance of shooting for the stars you gotta you've got to try you really do you've got to take a shot yeah. and ask this girl out or try to find a way and if she says no who gives a shit mm-hmm if she says no, like, or or is like, who do you think you are? Like, why would I ever go out? Whatever. What's the worst that can happen? She's not going to write a song about you and then have the world know that you're the loser who asked her out. And if she does, that would be a good look for you. Yeah, bro. you will. <laughs> yeah, you will get peace of mind from the rejection from this girl. I promise yeah. you. Rejection is pee, dude. It, it, it's pee. <laughs> It's pay. Rejection is pay. Not getting getting rejection letters from the top fifteen law schools. What gave me peace of mind? Yeah, because if I had not applied to them, because I'll never get in, 
then I would have always wondered, like, why the fuck didn't I apply? My, maybe they, maybe I would have gotten in. Nope, they were, they were right. They let me know you're not good enough, and that was fine. Yeah. That was fine. Leave no stone unturned. Right, but don't don't get ahead of yourself. Right, don't just assume how the entire thing is going to go. You have no idea. Chances yeah. are, this girl will say yes, and then when you're on a date, it'll come up that she has so many followers, and she'll tell you how a lot many guys don't actually approach her because they're too intimidated by her. That's right. That'll all be great. Here's where the problem sets in. All of a sudden, you guys are boyfriend and girlfriend, and now she's like, you're just not on the same level as her, and like, you can't keep her interested, and like, you see the end coming, and it becomes this self fulfilling prophecy that makes you so insecure. And yeah, you're Jason Siegel, and you're not wrong for that for those feelings. (laughs) Yeah, holding her purse on the red carpet, exactly out of the shot, Big Bird. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best movie of all time. Uh, But dude, listen, that's you guys are in college anyway, so like, you know, whatever. It's not like you guys are getting married tomorrow. Definitely try. I wouldn't go the make fun of her route. Like you don't want to like knock people down a peg to get them on your level. That's just like toxic behavior, sort of. No, don't do that. You know, uh, champion her and take be nice her out. To her. Be, yeah, just be but a gentleman. talk to her like she's not a big deal. Yeah, treat, um, treat her like a normal. Just talk person. to her about normal stuff, and then if you do get her to you know on a second date, and you somehow manage to say like want to watch a, a movie in my dorm room, watch Notting Hill. With Hugh Grant and uh, Aaron Brockovich, oh, Julia, Julia Roberts, Roberts, because that's the classic movie about a normal guy who works in a bookshop, a travel bookshop, no less, who manages to date and fall in love with a massive mega movie star uh, who has is many stations above him in life. And yet somehow it works. You know, it's funny. I just picture him like s- explaining that all to her and her being like, hmm. shh. And like <laughs> leaning in and give him a big smoocherino. <laughs> Good luck, dude. Let us know how it goes. I mean, he's just a boy standing in front of a girl asking her to love him. <laughs> That's all. Um, good stuff, good Ooh. stuff, good stuff. Yeah. Um, Francis, where can we check you out? Gotham Comedy Club, April 8th and 9th. You guys, it's gonna be a time. Come out and enjoy the fun. Also, Bananas Comedy Club, Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, February 18th and 19th. Tickets are all at FrancisEllis.com. Amazing. Catch me at Harpoon Harry, uh, Panama City Beach, February 26th. Uh, it's going to be a good time if you're down there on the old panhandle. And if you're not, make the drive. It'll be mm-hmm. a good time. Um, also, what else? We got anything else we got to I think we get, we maybe have some new uh, some new dates coming potentially soon. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. Maybe some new merch. Chris, what did you just say? Ah, YouTube channel. We got some cool new uh, side content that we think you guys might enjoy. Uh, some other videos. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. Bye-bye.